open your Bibles, if you would, the book of John, chapter 21, the last chapter in the book of John, as we look to this morning's message. This morning, I've entitled this message, Follow Me. Follow me. You know, uh, Jesus makes this statement in this in this uh, uh, in this passage of scripture. We're going to deal uh, with that phrase. Follow me, as Jesus has made one of the greatest goals in life is to be a follower of Jesus. Most of us have a desire to follow Jesus, but many times we get sidetracked and and distracted, and sometimes we even fail in our efforts to follow Jesus. Simon Peter had a, had a desire to follow Jesus, but uh, he made a terrible mistake. He made a terrible mistake. He denied Jesus three times. And uh, Jesus warned him that it would happen, uh, but Peter said if anyone else does it, he would not do it. He, had a, uh, he, he felt confident that he would never deny Christ. Jesus looked at him, and he went out and wept bitterly on that night. He went out and cried his heart out because he had failed uh, uh, Jesus and denied him. What a failure in his life. And I'm sure he felt like a failure, but we're going to look at this story in chapter 21. And two things we're going to see in this chapter. Um, we're going to read the entire chapter here this morning. It's 25 verses. Uh, we're going to be dealing with a major part of just one portion of it. Uh, but we're going to get the whole story. Uh, two things we're going to see in this chapter. First of all, we see, see Jesus appears to seven of the disciples, uh, and he's going to feed them breakfast. He's going to meet with them, and he's going to have a, a conversation there. He's going to feed them breakfast. And then he, the second part of the chapter is, is Jesus is going to recommission Peter. He's going to put him back on the right track. He's going to help direct his paths uh, from the mistake that he made prior to the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. If you're physically able to stand for the reading of the text this morning, I ask you to stand in, in uh, John chapter 21, starting in verse number 1. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples and, uh, uh, at the Sea of Tiberias. And on this wise showed he himself. These were together, uh, Simon Peter and Thomas, called Didymus, or, 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 or twin, and Nathaniel of Canaan, uh, Cana of, in Galilee, and the sons of Zebedee, which would be James and John, uh, and two other of the, of the disciples. Uh, Simon Peter saith unto them, I go a fishing. They say unto him, We also go with thee. They went forth and entered into a ship immediately, and that night they caught nothing. But when the morning was now come, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples knew not that it was Jesus. Then Jesus said unto them, Children, have you any meat or food? They answered him, No. And he said unto them, Cast a net on the right side of the ship, and ye shall find well, they cast therefore, and now they were not able to draw it in, draw it for the multitude of fishes. Therefore, that disciple whom Jesus loved, talking about John, the one who wrote this book, said unto Peter, It is the Lord. Now when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he girt his father his fisher's coat up unto him, for he was naked, he was just carrying uh, just had a a, a, a loincloth. And, and did cast himself into the sea. And the other disciples came in a little ship, for they were not far from land. But it was, at, as it were, 200 cubits uh, dragging a net of fishes. That was about 100 yards that they were out from the shore. 
As soon then as they were come to land, they saw a fire of coals there, and fish laid thereon, and bread. Jesus saith unto them, Bring of the fish which ye have now caught. Simon Peter went up and drew the net to land full of great fishes, a hundred and fifty and three. And for all there were so many, yet uh, was not the net broken. And Jesus saith unto them, Come and dine. And none of his the disciples durst ask him, Who art thou, knowing that it was the Lord? Jesus then cometh and taketh bread and giveth them and fish likewise. This was now the third time that Jesus showed himself unto his disciples after he was risen from the dead. So when they had dined, Jesus saith unto Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, for thou, uh, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my lambs. He saith unto him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He shall said unto him, Feed my sheep. He saith unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus saith unto him, Feed my sheep. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, When thou wast young, thou girdest thyself, and walkest whither thou wouldest. But when thou shalt be old, thou shalt stretch forth thy hands, and another shall gird thee, and carry thee whither thou wouldest not. This spake he, signifying by what death he should glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he said unto him, Follow me. Then Peter, turning about, seeth the disciple whom Jesus heard a love for following, which also leaned on his breast at supper, and said, Lord, which is he that betrayeth thee? Uh, Peter, seeing him, saith to Jesus, Lord, and what shall this man do? Talking about John. Asking about John. Jesus said unto him, If I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to thee? Follow thou me. Then went the saying abroad among the disciples, uh, among the brethren, that the disciples should not die. Yet Jesus said not unto him, He shall not die. But if I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to thee? This is the disciple which testified of these things and wrote these things, and we know that his testimony is true. There were also many other things which Jesus did, the which, if they should be written, every one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that should be written. Amen. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you, Lord, for the message that you have preserved in your book to help us, dear Lord, to be encouraged to, to follow you with our lives. In spite of past failures, dear Lord, I pray that we will always seek to follow you. And I pray, dear Lord, that you would just move amongst the people here today and, if you're, uh, and allow your spirit to uh, convict hearts. If decisions need to be made today, I pray that they'll make those decisions today. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. you. May be seated. Jesus appears to the disciples for the third time after his resurrection. He shows them where the fish were after fishing all night. And then he turns to Simon Peter, 
I want you to know Simon was his old name. And it, 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 it was, uh, uh, which means a pebble. His name was changed to Peter, uh, which was his new name, which means a rock. Peter had reverted back to his old life of fishing, and Jesus called him by his old name, Simon. Uh, there's three issues that we're going to deal with in this passage. First of all, we want to look at the love issue as we look at verses 15 through 17 of our text. Uh, the love issue. Jesus asked, do you love me? To Peter. He asked this question. Uh, do you love me? In verse 3, Peter said, I go a fishing. The others say, we go with thee. Uh, he made a decision to, to go back to his old way of life, uh, to do what he knew uh, that to, to do from years before, three years before, and, and he influenced others to go with him. Your decisions, I want you to understand, have consequences. And sometimes your decisions affect other people that are around you. You may make a bad decision and you have no idea who you might affect with your decision that may, talk, may uh, draw someone else in the wrong direction. When they, were, they went out and they caught nothing. They fished all night and caught nothing. First thing, there's three things here I want us to see. He said, first of all, it was it was done in self-will. They they wanted to do what they wanted to do. They had had no uh, no thinking in the direction of what God wanted them to do. They were serving themselves. They wanted to do what they wanted to do, and that gets a lot of people in trouble when we do what we want to do and eliminate the possibility of doing what God wants us to do. Uh, it was done dangerously impulsive uh, Jesus had died he had died and, and he had risen from the dead he had appeared to them twice this is the third time but Peter had made a mistake before his, his crucifixion before Jesus died and he just impulsively went back to his own ways he, he, he was impulsive it was a disappointing failure that night they caught nothing. Sounds like when I go fishing. I, I'm not, I, you know, I, I like to fish, but I like to catch fish. When I fish and I don't catch fish, I don't have much fun. My son went fishing yesterday and he caught some fish. Um, he must have taken after his, after his mom. She's the fisherman in the family. <laughs> Why did Peter say I go fishing? Possibly thought that God was finished with him. He had failed Jesus. He had denied he knew Jesus. And he, he thought maybe his life with, with the Lord was finished. He had failed. And he says, I go a fishing. Uh, he had denied the Lord. Maybe Peter thought God couldn't use him anymore. Have you ever sinned to the point where you feel like that God is just going to be finished with you? Have you ever been there? Have you ever had those experiences where you, you messed up and you think to yourself, there's no way that God can, can forgive you of this, that he's going to be going to wash his hands of you and, and, and be finished with you? Well, he had failed and he was going back to what he used to do. Remember when Jesus came along in the beginning of his ministry 
his earthly ministry. When he came along and he, he was walking along the Sea of Galilee, in Matthew chapter 4, verses 18 through 20, it, it tells a story. As Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brethren, Simon, called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, uh, casting a net in the sea, for they were fishers. And he said unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. That was the call. And they straightway left their nets and followed him. And for three years, they have been learning from Jesus and following Jesus. They had left their nets. They had, 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 had dedicated their lives to listening and following Jesus with their life. Things were going well for them. Of course, there was a few times that Peter kind of uh, stepped out of line along the way. He, you know, he, remember the time when he was walking on water and he had a mishap there. He took his eyes off the Lord and had problems. Other times he spoke up when he probably shouldn't have and the Lord had to, had to set him straight. You know, there, there are those times in life when we try to serve the Lord, we try to do what God wants us to do, that we mess up. Uh, and, and Peter had those incidents, but he had never denied that he knew Christ like he did the day that Jesus was crucified. The guilt of having caused him, uh, had caused him to go back to his old way of life, his old occupation. Jesus comes back to Peter and deals with the issue of love. It's interesting how many times that Jesus asked Peter, uh, how many times he, uh, uh, that he loved him. How many times did Peter deny Christ? Three times. And three times said Jesus asked Peter, do you love me? Do you love me? Peter replied, you know that I love you. Jesus, his, his, uh, his, Peter's love for Jesus did not fail because of his failure in his own life. He still loved Jesus, but he felt like that his sin caused the Lord to no longer love him. You know, sometimes we get that feeling when we mess up, we, we disappoint God. We, we feel sometimes that, that God's angry with us. Well, there's no doubt that God's disappointed when we sin. But you know what he's looking for? He's looking for us to realize our sin and confess it to him and come back to him because he's standing there with open arms, waiting and pleading for you to come back to him. He's not, he's not going to, uh, to carry a grudge. He's looking for you to turn around and come back to him. That's the God that we serve. Uh, sometimes we make mistakes and feel that God has abandoned uh, us and, and can no longer use them. But God is a God of a second chance. He's a God that gives us a second and a third chance. And we time and time again, we may fail him, but he's always willing to give us another chance. He has a plan for us. He has a plan for our lives. Uh, the, the first simple lesson for today is we need to love Jesus. We need to love the Lord Jesus. We don't need to just think about him on Sundays. We don't need to think about him when we're singing our song. But we need to love him throughout our lives. And how can we love him well, we love him by obeying him. If we have failed him and feel that there's no way that Jesus can use us again, Jesus is asking you the question, do you love me? He's asking you that question. If you have failed him in the past and you feel like you can't be used any longer, Jesus is asking that question, do you love me? He also asks, do you love me more than these? 
We don't really know what Jesus was talking about. More than what? More than what these? Was it the fish? Do you, Jesus, Peter, do you love me more than, than going fishing for these fish? Or do you love me more than these other disciples? We don't really know. Uh, the point is that, that Jesus desired his commitment of love towards him. Ask him, do you love him? John chapter 14 and verse 21, the Bible says, He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. You know, the evidence of the proof of your love, you know what it is? It's obedience. If you really love the Lord, you will be obedient to him. That's how you show your love for him, is by being obedient to him. Now, we can continue on in our sin, and we're not going to show the love of Christ. Peter understood, uh, Jesus understood that he needed to ask Peter to make him realize that he loved him, and that he could demonstrate that by his obedience to him. That's how we show our love for the Lord, is by being obedient. There was the love issue. Secondly, I wanted to take a look at the life issue. What are, we gonna, what are you going to do with your life? Are you going to do what you want to do or what God wants you to do? Peter was going fishing, but Jesus had something better for him. He wanted him to fish for men. He wanted him to, to seek out others and to bring others to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. He wanted him to train and teach and disciple men. God had a plan for Peter, and he has a plan for you. He has a plan for you as well. There are things uh, that, that he wants us to do. Do you understand that Jesus has a plan for your life? I can't tell you what that is, but I can sure help you find out if you don't know. I can work with you. We can pray together and talk together. God has a plan for you. He wants us to be involved. Three times uh, there, there's, a, there's a love issue, and, and then there is a life issue. Three times Jesus gave instructions uh, to, to Peter as he asked him, uh, to, do you love me? He says in verse number 15, he says, feed my lambs. Feed my lambs. And what he's talking about here is, is nurture those new believers, those people who have just been saved, those people who that everything is new to them in their walk with Christ. We, he said, tell them, Peter, nurture them, feed them, and, and bring them to more maturity in their Christian life. And then verse number 16, he says, he uses the phrase, feed my sheep. Now, in the original language, it had a little different meaning than just feed. It, it really meant to tend, to take care of, to watch over, to protect his sheep. So not, all, not only should you, should you deal with those new converts and bring them to a mature Christian, but you need to take care of the flock. Uh, when one starts drifting away, uh, bring them back. Uh, to, to protect them from heresy, to protect them from the dangers of the world, warn them about the world and how that uh, they, they can be vicious and devour the sheep of, of the church. This was what Jesus was, had in mind for Peter. And in verse 17, he says, feed my sheep. Sounds like the same thing he said in verse 16, uh, but it's a little different. He, he wants them to, to nurture, just like he did those new converts, but instead of just the new converse, it's some people who have been saved for a while and just 
haven't grown like they should. You know, we have, we have sometimes have folks who have been in church for a long time and they've never grown spiritually. They're still like they were when they became, became a new Christian. They haven't learned the, the scriptures. They haven't applied God's word to their life. They haven't grown to maturity. And Jesus is telling Peter to, to tend, to feed those sheep. Feed them, teach them, take care of them, and bring them uh, to, to spiritual maturity. Peter had been a fisherman, but now Jesus needed him to be a shepherd. There was nothing wrong with being a fisherman, but God had called him to be a fisher of men, and a shepherd. Lesson number two we see in this passage is we need to serve Jesus. We need to serve Jesus with our life. With our life. John chapter 12, verse 26 says, If any man serve me, Jesus speaking, let him follow me. And where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. You realize there are blessings for those who serve the Lord. God will honor you. There are blessings for those involved, for those who serve the Lord. We need to get off the bench of do nothing and get in the game of do something. Uh, we, we, we have uh, uh, many that, that maybe just don't feel a, a need, a, a, a place to work. And I, I, uh, Since I've been here, we've recruited some people to do some different jobs. And, and I'm still working. God's still working. And, and people are praying about what they're going to do. And the whole point is to have everybody, every member of the congregation doing something for him. Because that's what he desires for us. He, he, he doesn't want us just to be here, get our message and sing our songs and pay our dues uh, and go home. He wants us to be active. He wants, wants to participate, to get into the game of do something. God saved us to serve him. He has a plan for us to do. We must obey his leadership for our lives. There are many people who do serve and others that never follow God's leading in their lives. We are saved to serve. We are saved to serve. Ephesians chapter 2 uh, and verse 10 says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. God has a plan and a purpose in our life, and, and that is to serve. Peter felt that he was no longer worthy to be used by Jesus. Jesus is making it clear that he was not finished with Peter. He is giving him a second chance. Don't let the devil tell you that God can never use you. Jesus could restore Peter, and he wants to restore you and me today. He wants to restore you. There was a love issue and there was a life issue. And lastly, I want to look at the lordship issue. Verses 18 through 22. As we look at verses 18 and 19, Jesus predicts uh, Peter's death. Peter died a martyr. As we look, look at verse number um, 18, it says, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, when thou wast young, thou girdest thyself and walkest whither thou wouldest. But when thou shalt be old, thou shalt set forth thy hands, and another shall gird thee and carry thee whither thou wouldest not. And this he spake, he signifying by what death he should glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he said unto him, Follow me. Peter died a martyr's death for Jesus Christ. 
Josephus, the Jewish historian, recorded that, that Peter died by crucifixion. First he had to watch as his wife was crucified. And then when it was his turn to be crucified, he says, I'm not worthy to be crucified like my Savior and asked to be crucified upside down. In 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 13 and 14, it's, uh, Peter talking about this, this, this incident here says, Yea, I think it meet as long as I am in this tabernacle to stir you up by putting you in remembrance, knowing that shortly I must put off this tabernacle or to put off this, this shell, this body, even as the Lord Jesus Christ has shown me. Peter knew that his day was coming soon. That he was going to have, that he was going to die, and he knew how he was going to die. And, and Jesus said to follow me. Past failure can be forgiven in love. Past failure can be forgiven in love. Jesus had forgiven Peter and wished him to follow me. He didn't say you have failed me and can never be used again. He said, Peter, feed my sheep. Verse 22 says, follow thou me. Says it in a little different way uh, as we look at uh, the statement in verse 22. It basically said, you follow me. Not in the general sense, not in a mass invitation, but as a personal invitation. You follow me. Jesus was speaking uh, to Peter. Obedience is an individual matter. You can be a part of a church that is obedient to the Lord, but if you're not an individual church member that is obedient, you're not in the Lord's will. Uh, we each, as an individual, must make that decision to be obedient to the Lord. Peter was asking, what about John? What would happen to him? Uh, Jesus basically uh, said, mind your own business, Peter. It's none of your business. There was a whole bunch of people who thought that maybe John was just not going to die. People talked about that. I, I had the privilege of going to Ephesus. I saw his tomb. <laughs> and he died and he was buried there in Ephesus. And... Uh, um, and he's dead. He knew he was going to die. He says, you follow me. Let, the third lesson we want to see in today's lesson, today's message is, you need to follow Jesus. You need to follow Jesus. The three lessons of this message is you need to love Jesus, you need to serve Jesus, and you need to follow Jesus. Do not, uh, not do what we want to do, but do what Jesus leads us to do. Luke chapter 9 and verse 23, it says, And he said unto them, All, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself, and take up his cross daily, and follow me. We live in a self-served world today. Everyone wants to do what is best for them, without any consideration for anyone else, especially God. It's not about you, folks. It's not about you. Burger King says, have it your way. The world says, have it your way. Nike says, just do it. <laughs> just do it. Jesus says, deny himself. Listen, it's not about you. It's not about your will. It's about his will. He said, take up your cross. What does that mean? Well, it's a symbol of death. To the end. Take up your cross until the end. In Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20. It says, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. We must submit to the Lord Jesus and follow him 
daily. Jesus told Peter he was going to die a martyr's death. You know, he could have walked away and says, I'm not going to go have anything to do with this. He knew uh, how he was going to die, and he could have just walked away. The good news is Peter didn't walk away. When we get to Acts chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost, when the church was endued with power by the Holy Spirit, Peter stands up and he preaches. And on that one day, 53 days earlier, he had denied he knew Jesus. But on that one day, 3,000 people got saved. 3,000 were saved. Jesus wasn't finished with Peter. Thank God that past, that past failure can be forgiven in love. And it can happen to you as well. What are you going to do about this? The love issue. Do you love Jesus? Do you love him and you show him by being obedient to him? The life issue. You commit your life to, to following him and finding his will for your life. The lordship issue. Are you allowing him to be the Lord of your life? Are you going to love Jesus? Are you going to serve Jesus? Are you going to follow Jesus? That's what it's all about, folks. It's not going to be easy, but it's what we need to do. We need to follow Jesus. I want to challenge you today to love Jesus, to serve Jesus, and to follow Jesus. Let's get off the bench of do nothing and get in the game of do something. Get in the game, folks. Get in the game. There's a world around us that needs the Lord in their lives. And we are God's mouthpiece. We are the ones that, are, that the Lord has left for us to, to preach the word, to proclaim the message of the gospel. If anyone is going to be saved in this world today, it's because Christians have taken the gospel to them. It's not the job of just the pastor, although he should be active in doing that. I'm going to do my best, folks. I'm going to do my best. But there's a lot of people that I don't know that you do. And we have an opportunity and an obligation to carry the gospel to them. We're going to be starting a ministry and we've talked a little bit about it and I'm going to be telling more about CARE there's nothing magical about the name CARE Christians actively reaching everyone but the bottom line of it is we all have a job to do we all fit into God's plan for this church are you willing to participate it's time to get off the bench and it's time to get in the game and I hope that you will commit your life to following Jesus with your life. You may say, well, preacher, you don't know what I've done. No, I, you're right. I don't know what you've done. But God does. And just as Jesus said to Peter that had denied he knew Christ three times, he can forgive you and use you once again. You never sin to the place where God can never use you again. He's always looking for, uh, to forgive you, and he wants to forgive you and to use you in your life. And I hope you will open your life up to allow God to use in your life. I'm going to ask the musicians to come. Are you ready for invitation? I ask you to stand.
you have me, Father, we thank you, Lord, for who you are and for all that you've done for us, dear Lord. We're so thankful for the, the story that you've put at the end of the book of John. You didn't leave the, the failure just hanging, the failure in Peter's life, because he knew, you knew, <clears throat> others are going to fail you. Others are going to make mistakes. Lord, to keep them from feeling like they, know, they can no longer be used of God, can no longer be used by you, you put this story of reconciliation here at the end of the book of John. Dear Lord, if, you, if there's anyone here who has felt like they were useless, help them to see this morning that it's not over. You still have a work for them to do. And we will learn to love you. And we can love you and show our love by being obedient to you. And we can serve you. And that we would follow you as you are our Lord. Dear Lord, I just pray if there's any lost soul that's here today. That they'll realize their need for salvation and accept you before it's everlasting too late. Dear Lord, I pray that you just be with all the needs of the people here today. People will respond as the invitation is given. If they need to pray, dear Lord, I pray that they'll make that commitment to come and pray, bow before you, and ask for help. If they need to speak to me. Dear Lord, I pray that they'll have the courage to come forward this morning. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.